This is the Begin Within Podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit Improving health is about so much more than just losing weight. But I realize weight loss might be the goal that brought you here to the Begin Within podcast. That's why I wrote my latest book, Five Ways to Stop Wrecking Weight Loss, to reveal the five areas that I see are most overlooked by the people that I work with who want to lose weight. Each one of the chapters in this free ebook describes that specific area that you need to focus on to improve your health and get great permanent results. And it also links back here to episodes of the podcast where we've had experts on the show talking about that specific area. So you can benefit from those previous episodes while you're learning about how to maximize the results that you're after. You can get your free copy of my ebook, Five Ways to Stop Wrecking Weight Loss, by going to beginwithin.fit slash ebook or going to the link in the show notes. Now is a great time to do a little multitasking while you're listening to the start of this episode. Head over to grab your free copy of my book, Five Ways to Stop Wrecking Weight Loss. If you missed the URL, here it is again, beginwithin.fit slash ebook or there is a link in the show notes for you. Grab your copy, and now let's get on with today's episode. My guest today is Dr. Sheila Carroll. She is a pediatrician and a board-certified obesity medicine physician. She's also a certified life and weight coach, and she is a mom. And she's here today to talk about parents' role in helping their children to have the healthiest, best quality of life possible. And you know, if you've been here before, that I'm not a parent, but I am well aware that being a parent is the toughest job that there is. And rather than just tell you how tough it is because you already know, we want to share with you today in this interview some things that will make it better. Better life for parents, better health for parents, as well as for their children. So a couple of things that I want you to listen for uh, in this interview. First of all, we're going to talk about food quite a bit, as you can imagine, but listen for the specific types or type of food that Dr. Carroll recommends parents pay attention to when it comes to supporting their children's health. And then finally, uh, listen for our conversation around modeling behavior and 
how that is really going to improve things for your children and for the whole family, really. Please enjoy my interview with Dr. Sheila Carroll. So I've been a pediatrician for about 23 years. And over the course of that time, seeing um, diseases that used to be, we used to see in a, mostly in adults, be creeping downward and into children's lives. Mm. Uh, things uh, like weight, weight problems, um, um, like fatty liver disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, um, high blood pressure, metabolic syndrome. So there's lots of medical problems that are making their way down from adulthood into childhood that that kids never used to experience or very, very rarely used to experience. Um, okay. And and so how can we help our kids be healthier and set the foundation now so that they can, you know, live super long, you know, have a very long lifespan and a very long health span. Nice. But the problem we're bumping into is our modern well, the modern world, really. And the way I think about it is our body's always trying to help us out. It's trying to do everything it can to keep us safe, is the num keep us alive, keep us safe. Um, and, and, but today's, in today's world, the foods we're, we're, uh, eating or, you know, that are so easy for us to eat because mm -hmm. they taste good and they're so readily available. And it's the culture we're kind of swimming in. Um, so the foods, our bodies were designed to handle these super highly processed foods. Um, then you throw in uh, screens, which, you know, this is the first generation. I'm old enough that I'm, they call them being a digital native. Like my son is 11 and he's, he's never had a life without a screen I mean, or, or all the screens all around. I remember yeah. like when I got my first iPhone, you know, I was already yeah. a, a doctor at that point. Um, I remember before I had email, you know, and our kids today, don't have that experience. And so the screens are drawing them in, which is leading to sedentary, you know, behaviors, but also like just, um, also just affecting so much of our ancient human brain in ways that are negatively impacting us today. Kids' anxiety is on the rise. Kids' depression is on that rise. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's a lot, um, but there's so much. A lot of what kids are experiencing, so much is lifestyle driven. And what I mean by that is like um, the foods you're choosing to eat, sleep, how much sleep you're getting, movement or exercise. And then in adults, we call it stress management, but in kids, it's like emotional regulation mm. skills and learning to feel your feelings and understand in your actual body and not just keeping it all like up in your brain. So there's so many things if we could teach our kids um, how to you know, think about their body, their lives, and the world we're currently living in, it would just open the door, like a, like open the cage, you know, free, here's freedom for you. You can, you know, when you realize like you can decide to eat these foods or not, 
and still be really happy either way, um, you know, or still still feel mm-hmm. good about, about your decision, then then you feel free. And so that's that's what I'm helping parents with is empowering parents to understand this for themselves. Because some of the cognitive skills that it takes to really be able to do this work, like the coaching, it's a meta skill of thinking about your own thinking. Mm-hmm. Our little kids, my 11 year old can do that a tiny little bit, but not that much. And that's because you need your prefrontal cortex for that part of thinking. And that's not developed until somebody's 25 or 26. Yeah. So that was a lot. <laughs> I love it. You're I, what I love about your message and is different, uh, maybe contrasted with what we're usually talking about here and the, the experts that, that I'll have on the show is that we're here, we're talking about what we can do as adults to help improve the health of, of children and future generations, you know, help them now, but also for the future. And so often we're just kind of, you know, it's kind of like a selfish show. Like, how can I help myself? What can I do better? So I love, I love your message of, you know, let's, we got to take care of our own health. That's great. But, and, and in the message that you're sharing, we're going to be able to do that better, but paying yeah, it well, the forward. good news is you help yourself first and then yeah. you help your child. And honestly, by helping yourself, you're, you're helping your child. So all the people that you're talking to, you know, being fit and, you know, finding the power within to, to commit to the healthy lifestyle, yeah. even those kids are seeing their parents do that. So that's so powerful too. Just yeah. being a model for your for your child. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So um with this this perspective of being able to to reach parents and and help them to help their children. Um, I know you mentioned a few of the things. You know, if it, I guess if you could talk to parents specifically, what are some of the things that that you would want them to know? that would really help their help their children to live healthier. I think we really need a more um I was going to say honest but we I it would be helpful if the medical community could all get on the same page <laughs> because about processed foods um because to me that is what is driving okay. so much unhealth or unhealthy yeah results in our kids both you know physically for like with example weight gain or metabolic you know problems for kids uh, but also emotional problems and mental health problems because we know that um, eating a lot of these processed foods foods with a lot of added sugars uh, seed oils like they're super inflammatory and so when your body's inflamed, it causes metabolic problems, but it also inflames your the cells in your brain and affects the mitochondria, like the dry, the workhorses, the guys who are really creating our energy and our ability to think. So, you know, so these processed foods are negatively affecting our kids in such a huge way. And it's it it's hard because, you know, I 
it's hard to know how to talk about this message. You know, I was just, you know, we went to the beach. We live up here in Maine and it has been crazy rainy, but we found a sunny day uh, a couple of days ago to go to the beach. And we had some other, my buddy, my friend, uh, my son brought some friends and those kids had Gatorade, um, Takis, these chips with all these kind of crazy dyes and chemicals and seed oils. Um, anyways, highly educated parents, parents who just love their kids so much and would do anything to take care of their kids and are doing all the things to take care of their kids. Um, and then uh, two weeks ago, you know, I bumped into another friend who was grocery shopping for her kid who was an older teenager because he was going over to a friend's house for the weekend and her cart was loaded with Sprite and, um, and so, and, and all the, all the chips and all the, all the things. And, you know, I think sometimes parents think if my child doesn't have a weight problem, okay, it's fine. They can eat whatever they want. But I think that that mess or that uh, belief is problematic and it's not it's just not true you know they might not manifest the problems as weight as gaining weight on their child's body right now they might later hopefully not you know but knowing you know if you understand some basic science of you know for example drinking a sprite or drinking a gatorade with 50 60 grams of sugar in it Half of that sugar is fructose, which is terrible for us, goes right to our liver. Our liver kind of stores that as fat. So we're harming our liver. Our insulin level goes up. You know, it's the metabolic ramifications of the processed foods that most kids, well, let's face it, even adults, most people are choosing to eat mm -hmm. every day are that, that that's what i see as the, one of the hugest problems for our kids health gotcha so it, obviously there, there's a lot of contributing factors like you mentioned but um, from your perspective that's that's the big one is being aware yeah. of foods well if you think about it like in 19 in the 1970s um i think there was somewhere between five to seven percent of kids were considered overweight or in the obese category. And today that number is, well, depending on what statistics you're using, but you know, it's somewhere between around 20 to 30%. Okay. So in that 50 year span, you know, from the 70, 60s and 70s up until now, the obesity rate of childhood obesity rate has whatever, I can't do the math. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, but it, it exactly coincides with the rise of the processed food industry and the rise of the snack food industry. And there, you know, women going back to work, which is so awesome. And I'm a working mom, you know, and, but what do we need? We need fast food. We need quick food. We not necessarily going to a fast food restaurant, but processed foods and, you know, yeah. So it's been, it's in my mind, those two things are inextricably linked and the good, it also is like a good news thing because, okay. So now when you realize that, okay, okay. I highly doubt Coca-Cola is going to stop selling Coke or, you know, or Sprite right. or whatever. So what can we do? What can we do as parents? We have to understand the harm of that on a regular basis, once in a while, having 
a soda or something, it's, it's fine. Um, well, frankly, it's not really fine for your body, but it, your body can handle that. Mm -hmm. But if your child is, is, is having problems with their blood pressure, their metabolic, their labs, their insulin levels, their hemoglobin A1C, their weight, their body's showing you that they can't handle what the foods that are they're eating right now. And that's good news because we can change the foods. We don't, we're not locked into this one way of eating. Yeah. What, I guess, uh, what, what would you recommend as far as, or, or what have you seen be to be most successful as far as interventions or, uh, beginning to, to create a shift once, once somebody is kind of educated on it, what do, what do we do after that? And I, I'd say we, I'm not a parent, so. I got it easy. I got a little dog to take care of. Right. So, uh, I parenting, I, I know is the toughest job that there is. So, um, like I said, I said, we throw myself in there, I guess adults in general, what, but what can we do to start making the shift? How, how, yeah, how I mean, you, you might not work? be a parent, but you might be an uncle, you might be a friend, you might, you know, so there's every, every, adult has you know a, a definitely a, if you're a teacher you know so if yeah. you work with kids in any way like just showing up as the person who um understands the, the importance of like un, like taking care of our body um and um so i would recommend well i i would recommend the first thing would be trying to decrease the amount of liquid sugar that is being consumed mm -hmm. kids are drinking so much so many sweetened drinks um gatorades um sports drinks prime is like huge now this but prime has an artificial sweetener which is equally bad okay. um, i haven't heard so of it so Oh yeah, well, see, it was launched. It's I forget who the company is, but these YouTube stars kind of marketed okay. it, popular with that age group. Like my son and his friends think Prime is, um, you know, they just loved it when it was launched. And now, now my son, you know, he, he I'm always talking about it with him. Um, but fruit juices are not good for kids of any age. Um, so I think you know, when parents can understand the amount of sugar they're getting, for example, like a Gatorade, the last time I looked at the back of a Gatorade bottle, I picked up to put in the trash at the Little League field, it was 39 grams of sugar, 39 grams of added sugar in this one little bottle of Gatorade, not to mention all the dyes and all the other chemicals in there. The, like the American Heart Association, the World Health Organization, they recommend that kids older than two years old have 25 grams of sugar a day total. Mm. And so there you have 39 grams in a in a little, right. you know, in a little jar. So, and there, and then all the sugar that kids are getting, um, in other, in other aspects of their life, um, you know, barbecue sauce, ketchup, spaghetti sauce, all these foods that aren't even really sweet, but they've used sugar to make them more palatable. Yeah. So I so think liquid for parents, sugar. yeah, liquid sugar would be for me. The, the problem with liquid sugar is that it goes 
it doesn't have any fiber associated with it. It doesn't have any of the micronutrients or any, it, it, and it goes straight to your liver. And it is this massive load of incoming sugar on your liver that our bodies never have. I mean, if you think even a hundred years ago or whenever before sodas were created, there's nothing in nature that gives you that amount of sugar. Yes, there's fructose and fruit and that's, but that's packaged with fiber and all yeah. the other things. So your body has a chance to slowly digest that and slowly absorb it. Um, so yeah, just understanding some of the basic science, it's really eye opening. Um, for me, at least it was when I really, really yeah. understood it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard even, um, just as a, as a culture, you know, 75% of our American diet is highly processed, right? Like we're not eating whole, whole things anymore yeah. as a, as a right. general rule, right. what, what we're consuming is highly processed. So the liquid sugar, I like that. I like that. Let's, you know, dial it down. If, if someone was going to just make one, one change, one shift, that's, that's mm. Maybe one of the most important yeah, places. Yeah, don't to bring it home. Don't buy it. Stop buying, you know, stop buying juice and stop okay. buying soda. Gotcha. For whatever special occasion or something. I'm curious too, and this might be a little bit of a shift, but what what part does modeling the behaviors, um, what part does that play as far as a parent's role? Because um, I can imagine if we're going to start changing what our what our kids are eating it's going to affect what we're eating how yeah. how powerful is that work. it doesn't work without changing yourself as the parent this is this is as you know in the medical office so many times you know people and it is it's the model it's not the patients it's the medical model you know with the with the patient or the child being asked to change their behaviors um, and, you know, I can speak from personal experience. I was a child who struggled with extra weight um, and, and struggled on and off my whole life until I literally, you know, about five or six years ago, found coaching and learned all of these skills to really understand why I was eating what I was eating, why I was overeating and how to how to mitigate that and how to how to shift my mindset to a different place. Um but I was one of five kids and the doctor way back in the seventies said to my mom, well, first of all, he said, you got to get her to stop eating, <laughs> which is like a terrible thing to say to a child, right? How horrible. I still remember that. And so he gave me a pamphlet that was, had a list of every single food um, and their calories. And mm -hmm. so my, my, I was tasked as a 10 year old with eating 1200 calories a day. And I'm one of five kids, but none of, well, the other, a couple of the other ones were, had slight, I was the worst one for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but we didn't change as a family. So my mom, and the reason we didn't change is because no one suggested that to her. Um, mm. it, it was just kind of like, no, oh, this kid has the problem. So this kid needs to change versus, oh, it would really benefit your whole family to eat in this new way. And so my mom, you know, 
was making cookies every day, brownies. We'd come home from school. We were eating all the things and buying, you know, buying Oreos, buying all these things I love to eat. And as a 10 year old, I couldn't, I didn't have the wherewithal to not eat those. I knew I didn't want to, but then in the moment I didn't have the skill set or the, the brain really, the Mm -hmm. mature enough brain to to even think about future Sheila or you know my future self and that's that's the problem so the answer is the parents change yourself first do what you need to do get help get you know get the coaching get the help that you need so that you can show up as the model the the really good healthy role model that you want your child to see um and the wonderful thing about that is, and the parent feels so good yeah. <laughs> you know, when my clients and my parents um, that I work with go stop eating a lot of flour, stop eating a lot of sugar, they feel so good. And they didn't even know that they felt poorly beforehand. You're yeah. like, oh, energy level there. My energy level is so good. And you're, you're like, you didn't even know that you weren't feeling good to begin with. And then when the parents feel good and the parents see the benefit of eating this way and doing the get, getting enough sleep, getting some exercise, you know, doing some of the emotional work too, um, then they, they're like, oh my gosh, I want my child to feel this good too and experience this as well. And then that. you're willing to put in, you know, put in not put in the work because I all parents, most parents are willing to put in the work, but it gets tricky when the kids push back and they're like, I w- they won't eat this. I don't like that. I can't eat that. My son doesn't eat healthy vegetables. My, you know, I, there's so many, um, there's so many roadblocks really. Um, and, but, but when you feel like, nope, this is the best thing for my son, just like him wearing a seatbelt in the car, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that's the best thing for him. Or, you know, for me, I'm like, even if he really wanted a beer or margarita, I'm not giving it to him because I know it's not that good (laughs) for him when he's 11 years old, you know? So when the parents get super committed, it's so much easier. And then when you're, you know, I make stuff, I make stuff for my son to eat. And sometimes he's like, nah, you know, (laughs) And it's okay. And then I'm like, all right, but I'm not giving up. I'm we're gonna figure this out. We are gonna keep going um and figure out a way that he can enjoy eating lots of different kinds of foods that are gonna really keep him super healthy. And in the meantime, teach him at this very young level how to be that way so that when he's 20, 25, 30, he'll already know. He nice. won't have to waste decades you know either trying to climb out of a health hole where you've dug yourself in now you're an you know now you're a a metabolically unhealthy 25 year old um so anyways (laughs) i like that i like that i like health hole health hole (laughs) climb out of the health hole well we're digging ourselves into these health holes you know yes the good news is you can get out of it and yeah. and that that's what people I think really need to understand. And it's not as hard as you think, and it's not going to be painful as painful as you think. And in fact, you're going to feel so much better. That's nice. I think sometimes the message that gets lost. And oh, you you know, 
you change, you know, I have to give up eating that or I'm giving up this. You only feel the deprivation and the badness of that. But when you can shift your mind to be like, oh, I'm choosing not to eat that because, well, I want this result. I want weight loss or I want to maintain my weight or I just want to keep feeling really good. Then you're empowered to eat that. And then you don't have any deprivation at all. Yeah. Uh, I love it. So parents starts starts with the parents and yes. uh, the benefits are are real, right? They're feeling good and they want to help their children to experience mm. that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Such a great mm-hmm. message. Um, what's what's the best way for someone who's listening to to connect with you, to get in touch with you and follow your work and benefit from it? Yeah, I have a website, um, SheilaCarolMD.com. And I'm on Instagram here and there. I'm not, on, <laughs> I'm learning about that. So sometimes I post, uh, you know, I'm trying to post content that's helpful to people and little in little um, digestible snippets about. Um, and the other thing I, re- I wanted to say was um, the other thing I think where sometimes definitely the medical community make some mistakes and they're working on it but i think parents can make the same mistakes maybe because it happened to them is focusing on weight instead Mm -hmm. of focusing on health we really you know you can change your habits you can change your child's habits and never once give them the impression that they need to lose weight or they need to you know because what we really want to do is improve their health yes If, if if it didn't you know, and health and weight are are definitely correlated, you know, to me, at least in my mind. Um, and not every person who weighs more than they want to is actually metabolically unhealthy. You know, so there's 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 wiggle room there. And there's lots of um, thin, they call them tofi, thin on the outside, fat on the inside. So they look, they might look, look or appear normal weight. But if you did some lab tests or if you measured some stuff on the inside, they're metabolically unhealthy. So um, so anyway, so my approach with parents is let's focus on health and not even talk about weight because weight has so much stigma and people feel bad. And and frankly, it's not about what you weigh or what your child weighs or what they look like. It's is how can we keep their body as healthy as possible so that they can live the life they want and decide and and skip all of the drama about food and the mind mm-hmm. chatter about food stop you make it so they never have to experience that and then they can just live the life they want and do what they want on purpose yeah and help help uh help them have the best quality life yeah that they can yeah exactly yeah. awesome Dr. Sheila Carroll, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your enthusiasm for the topic of of how parents can help their children have the best healthy quality life possible. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Nate. I appreciate it. As usual, links are in the show notes for you to be able to connect with Dr. Carroll, follow her work, and uh, reach out to her for support if you would like if you enjoyed the conversation here are a few episodes that i did 
a while back now. We did a, a real short series focused on parents. So if this is resonating for you, if you're a parent, you want to help your children have the, the best quality, healthy life possible, I interviewed three experts back to back where we talked about the realities of being a healthy parent and helping children to be the healthiest versions of themselves possible. So that was back episodes 48, 49, and 50. So 48 was with Dr. Lynn Wagner, a friend of the show. We talked about simple steps to make health a family priority. We had episode 49, Amanda Zagrodnik, the best mindset for healthy parenting. And then John, uh, Jonathan McLernan in episode 50, healthy parents set can't miss goals. So check those episodes out, episode 48, 49, and 50, if you want to continue on learning and getting some motivation and a little bit of education on the topic of healthy parenting and helping children to have the healthiest, best quality life possible. I know you enjoyed our interview today with Dr. Carol. And again, I want to thank her for being on the show. And just two two things that I want to revisit and perhaps place just one action step in front of you, parents. And again, I can get up on my soapbox and talk about what parents should do all day, but I'm not a parent. I'm not there. But I can tell you that the parents that I've worked with, what benefits them the most is having simple action steps that will improve that their health as well as the health of the whole family. So let's talk about an action step. But the two areas that I wanted to just recap on were uh, what Dr. Carroll said about the, the type of food to be most careful of. She explained the reason why, the science behind it, and of course that was liquid sugar. Let's revisit that when we talk about our action step. The other piece was, of course, modeling behavior. And the fact is this, as you work to improve health, as you really take real steps in the direction to improve your own health, you're going to feel better. It's always going to be an investment that is worth it. So take those steps with determination and courage. Know that the adjustments that you're making are, are going to feel good. You're going to have more energy. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to have more confidence in life as a parent. And be able then, uh, from the first-person perspective, to encourage your children to make adjustments as well. So the importance of modeling the behavior. Uh, Dr. Carroll said, it doesn't work if you're just trying to improve your children's health. It will not work. I thought that was such a powerful uh, statement. Of course, it makes it makes so much sense. So keeping that in mind and realizing that improving your health is improving your children's health. Improving your children's health will improve your health when everyone's working together to make it happen. Now that action step. In view of the, the weight of what Dr. Carroll talked about when it comes to liquid sugar. The action step that I would recommend is this. Do an audit. Just take a look at the liquid sugar that's available right now in your home, in the refrigerator, in the cupboards. 
take a look at perhaps the the recycling bin or the trash can and see what containers are there that had contained liquid sugar. Just do an audit. Just take a look. And then take some positive steps to make some adjustments. Like Dr. Carroll mentioned, it, it starts at the grocery store, right? It starts with what, what's coming in the house. So uh, could we be more careful when we're in that area of the store the next time? Take a look at the shopping cart before you check out. Audit the shopping cart for liquid sugar. Take a look there at what is being made available to the family. If we're going to improve the family health and and consume less liquid sugar, then we have to bring less into the house to begin with. So could it start there? I'm really curious to know how the audit goes for you, how the process goes with just this one simple step, beginning to make an adjustment in this area. Please uh, reach out. If it's not to Dr. Carroll, reach out to me. Reach out to someone who can help to support you. Maybe it's just another parent who also wants to improve the health of their family. Get some support. Uh, maybe help to hold each other accountable. I would love for you to take a screenshot of yourself listening to the episode or a picture of where you're at as you're listening to it. Put it on your stories and tag me. You could tag Dr. Carroll as well and uh, start a conversation about the work that you're doing to help your family to improve their health. Keep it up. If you wouldn't mind feeling a little generous today, I would love if you would please rate and review the show on your podcast player so that others can find it. And just imparting, as I've started to say so often, I just I want to encourage you, please don't stop. Please continue to take the best care of yourself that you can. And parents, please continue to work to take care of the health of your precious children. Thanks again for listening to the Begin Within Health Show. I will talk with you again soon.